Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week is onboarding new designers. No, for real. <laughs> Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Um, last week, we talked about at length about both my website, personal website redesign, and personal websites in general. And uh, a suggestion, something that you threw up. Threw up? <laughs> something you mentioned. <laughs> It didn't throw up. There's <laughs> something you suggested and toyed with the idea of us here on the show having... Uh, You're sick and um, I am the one who's throwing up. <laughs> you had like a layout, redesign your website day trademark. Uh, in where maybe we could get a bunch of our listeners, uh, and you included, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and maybe we could all get together and, and like have... A, a month let's say in where we all work on our personal websites and uh that includes redesigning and coding it up or if you're not like coding it yourself like i don't know throw it up some website builder or some whatever but the point is that at the end of that month have an updated redesigned personal website and the i think the, the goal i mean the, the idea is throughout that whole process we could all get together and uh we could all rely on each other for feedback we could have some some like review sessions or whatever but this is just what i <laughs> what i was envisioning so you you were in charge of like you know organizing this effort so kevin uh do you have any ideas like concrete ideas that we can we can get excited Yes. So um, this is whole thing is going to take place over the month of July. Month so, of July. Month of July. So this is when it starts. Um, mm-hmm. I will follow up on Twitter with some instructions. Like some people kind of mentioned us. Uh, we'll also put some links in the show notes. I think by the time we have this episode. Um, so I'll try to see if I can set up a Slack so we can have a group conversation Ooh. where everyone that everyone is in. Um, so, or we can do it on Spectrum. Maybe. Or we can do it on Spectrum. Uh, yeah, actually, a Spectrum would be a good idea. Um, so, our first week is going to be a group brainstorm with everyone. So, we'll all kind of like talk about our ideas and what we want to do. And basically, I want to use this week for um, setting commitments. <laughs> so, basically, have people pitch in and say, hey, I'm going to be like working on this. This is kind of where I'm going uh, so that we can hold you accountable to that. Uh, and I will be doing this as well. Uh, week number two, uh, we're going to pair you up with another designer or developer uh, who's working on their website. Uh, and so you'll be paired up with someone else. And it's up to you to kind of talk to each other, give each other feedback. So you can either do that through Hangouts or on Spectrum, uh, over chat or anything like that. Um, but again, it's another kind of, um, way to keep you accountable and a good way to kind of get some eyes on the work that you've done so far. Um, week number three, uh, it's going to be a, uh, personal feedback session with either both Rafa and I, or one of the two of us. 
Um, and my preferred way of doing this would be over Hangouts. So um, mm-hmm. if that works for you, then we'll do that. Um, and then week four is going to be focusing on launch. So um, really like fixing all the things that need to be fixed, like f- finishing coding it up. Um, and then hopefully, if everything goes according to the plan, then on August 1st, we all have our new websites that are out. Yeah. So that's the plan. Um, uh, I am so, really excited about this. And by I'm the way, really um, they're not they're not official sponsors. But uh, if you uh, Netlify can definitely help with hosting and all that for free, and like we can we can I can get support from wherever we need to get support from. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> like I, we can help out with the whole process. I mean, that's the idea. Um, and by the way, uh, listener Mikhail mentioned like, oh, that's that's a thing that exists. It's called the May One reboot. Um, I know about May One reboot. <laughs> I, I I do, but it's just like you know, May One May First is. Um, it's in the past. <laughs> it, it's in the past or in the very distant future. <laughs> like we kind of want to do this now, and this is just a silly excuse yep. to like motivate everyone uh and like you know make make this an event in a place where you can have fun and and draw inspiration and uh feedback and support from each other so that's why like i I didn't feel like waiting for may 1st (laughs) again yeah me either um and i was honestly really surprised to see how many people replied to us on twitter saying that they were interested that this is something they wanted to do this was like the push that they needed um so i think a bunch of our listeners in the community like really want to do this. So let's do it. Let's make it happen. Boom. Uh, before we move on from follow-up, uh, oh, actually, I have more stuff here. Uh, another piece of follow-up is, um, I don't remember if it was either last week or two weeks ago or something. I offered, well, I asked for, for, I asked for help uh, developing and designing Break to Safe, that side project of mine. And um, I just want to give like a quick status update. Uh, maybe if you listen to the show, like you're not you're just, you know, getting caught up. <laughs> the status is I got uh, a lot of people writing in and, and offering help, which was very overwhelming. Like I, I'm so, uh, like I was not expecting. I am so happy and, and humbled for all of you uh, offering help. So I was not ready to, <laughs> to, to, to deal with all of this so i'm not prepared like i can't let's just like have everyone involved <laughs> in the process and in the in the in the project so like we're figuring stuff out so if you offered your help in i probably even i hope i reply to everyone maybe not if not i will uh but all this to say is like thank you so much i will try to make this work for so a lot of people can get involved um but like right now we're you know you're full <laughs> <laughs> we're we're full over capacity. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, That's awesome. Anything else before we move on? I just received my socks from mm. uh, Darn Tough, so I have Darn the box right now. Tough. That's how you know so, it's a box. Yeah, that's how you know it's a box. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you'll have to trust you me on this one. Um, so excited to open them, try them out. Um, Rafa, you haven't received your pair yet. Uh, so yet. obviously we want to make sure that both of us get to have a full week with them uh, mm-hmm. before reviewing them. This is a very serious endeavor. Um, 
<laughs> it so, is. Oh man. Yeah. I'm laughing, but it is. Yeah, it is. So, all right. So here's the thing. Um, I'm still waiting on mine because you know I'm in, uh, I'm overseas, so it'll probably take a little bit longer for the packages to arrive. Uh, I will be out though, like for the next three weeks, give or take. So here's the thing. It will maybe take a little while for us to actually review it, but uh, the requirements are like we have to try them. You know, for at least like a week. Well, I mean, they're pair of socks. I can't really use them every day, but um, <laughs> That's so true. I'll, I'll, I'll use yeah, the maybe socks. Maybe we use them for a day. <laughs> we'll both use the socks, and when we feel like we have a verdict and like we feel very confident about, it, we we have form an opinion. Let's say mm. we will record it. But I, but I think we should do like one pair of socks per episode, or one brand, or one brand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin is opening the box right now. This is a, this is great content. Uh, let's move. Let's move away from follow up. Uh, thank you, follow up. Uh, I'll see you next week. Um, Kevin, do you have any? <laughs> do you have any question for me this week? I do. Yeah. Play the jingle this week. Wait, are we not getting a live jingle this time? Ah, dude. Wait. This is more time for me to open my box. This week, Kevin's got question for Rafa. Go. Um, last Friday, I saw Deadpool 2. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, very good. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun. Um, so... <laughs> there's uh, without like spoiling it too much which i don't even know how much you can spoil of deadpool because like it almost doesn't matter but anyways um <laughs> some point point or, or another in the movie they interview people um to like form a group of um superheroes yeah i uh, see the trailers so we're, we're okay safe. it's in the trailers all right um and um <laughs> people there have like Lots of like funny different types of superpowers. Uh, and I was wondering, Rafa, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I feel like we talked about this. I don't think we talked about... Have we talked about the superpower? Like, it's, it's very, very hard for me not to pick flying. Because it's flying. <laughs> but like, so flying, but not like I have wings or any you know that shit it's flying like dragon ball z flying so i'm goku it means i can fly super fast right and i can also just like you know glide i can it, it's whatever that that type of flying i'll probably pick that one mm. <gasps> teleporting in many ways that seems better than flying yeah but it's not as fun you know it's more okay, convenient but i can't just like you know have fun teleporting <laughs> it's probably not gonna be fun well, but and is there a limit to how fast you can go like because well surely sure. like, let's say let's say speed of sound speed of sound okay no that's not very fast <laughs> um i don't know hey siri I, how fast is the speed of sound my web search turns something <laughs> for how fast is the speed of sound wow wow really did i phrase that wrong like wow anyway um no that's just serious. so so very fast but but not like faster than speed of light so holy crap they sent us a whole load of socks <laughs> plus this 
a cap? There's a cap. <laughs> Darn wow. tough. Sponsor. But there's just kind of so many. There's so many. <laughs> a ton of socks. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Kevin, focus. Uh, Kevin, focus. Thank you so much. I'm, <laughs> I'm selling my soul. <laughs> Becoming a full-time influencer. Sorry about that. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, we should get to the main topic. Right. Wait, wait. But what about you? You don't want to oh, answer? Oh, what about me? Uh, well, I don't know. It's Kevin's question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think... I think my superpower would be controlling things with your mind. Things? Yeah. So I can like... Like telekinesis or just yeah. like moving objects? Yeah, I can move things. Oh, that's that boring, Kevin. That's not boring. You failed. That's fine. That is so boring. Um, I also <laughs> like the, the superpower of being lucky. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was such a good one. Um... Yeah, it's just like that's clever. That's clever. Um, I gotta say, man, like probably my favorite superhero of all time is Spider Man, and like you know, what's he gonna do? Uh, Because that just looks like it it looks fun. Looks like a fun superhero. Because it's like you're not all powerful, right? That you become boring, (laughs) and no, like (laughs) Superman. Superman, yeah. Um, But it's uh, you know you're uh, anyway you're interesting because flying is not a very interesting superpower. But anyway, yeah, okay, fine. Let's let's move on. I, we could stay here all day. Um, main topic. Good. Um, onboarding new designers. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Um, this topic is. Uh, I gotta be honest. Like I'm being. Yeah, I have a I have a motive for bringing this topic uh, because um, tomorrow actually as. You know, when we're recording this, uh, probably yesterday when the show comes out, um, we uh, we have on, I have onboarded a new designer uh, at Netlify, which I'm really, really you know excited about, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but that just brings a lot of questions to mind, uh, like what is the best way to onboard this new person into this team, into this you know design team as well, not just the whole overall team. Um, and uh, so I, you have a lot of experience uh, onboarding new people, uh, onboarding new designers. Uh, so I thought it would be interesting if we could talk a little bit, like, what do you do to onboard new designers? What do you think? Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Um, one thing I want to touch on before kind of diving into more into, like, the topic of onboarding people um, is this idea around timing. Um, cause I think a lot of, uh, a lot of us, like when we're working, work on a project or multiple projects and stuff like that. And we usually don't think about hiring. <laughs> um, and in, in some cases, like that's fine cause it's not your job and there's someone else thinking about that. But in other cases, there's not necessarily someone who's, who is thinking about that. And so that means you probably should. Um, so the worst time to hire someone is when you really, really, really need someone like yesterday. <laughs> That's the worst time to hire someone because you're super mega busy. 
you don't have much time. You don't have much energy to put in like that whole recruiting process. And I don't want to get into that. We've talked about that in other episodes. Um, but just like in general, having a new team member, like that team member is not going to be productive and is not going to be saving you time in like the first month that they join. Um, so what they will be is actually a time sink <laughs> for uh, for the first few weeks to a month. Uh, so it's worth thinking ahead of time to like basically when will you need someone and you'll have to kind of make a call before that need is super urgent. So as you're like working on things like make sure to keep having those conversations with either your lead or your boss or your whoever. Um, and if you foresee that in the near future, we're going to, we have a ton more projects and I, there's only one of me and I'm going to be super busy, then start flagging that up really early. Um, because once you get to onboarding, that will like consume so much of your time. So now let's get to onboarding. Onboarding is basically so much more than handing someone their laptop <laughs> uh, which like funny, <laughs> funnily enough like is s- sort of what my experience was when i joined at shopify a while ago but um it's evolved a lot since uh, <laughs> but you want to give people a good onboarding experience because that is going to impact like the rest of their journey at your company um those first few weeks are really crucial and they're um when you're going to be able to set up like get to know people uh you're going to be able to know like who works on what who should i talk to if i have questions about x y and z how do things work in this company like i i you're going to like try to like understand what the mission is and what the kind of like way of thinking or like the the that kind of vision that drives everyone forward and that ties people together um you're you need to like latch onto that during that first few weeks um so and once you do that then everything else is going to be that much easier um so one thing you want to do when someone joins a team is like make sure to give them um like context around like what is going on in the company? What state you're at? What is the broader mission? What is the broader um, end goal that you're you're trying to achieve? Um, make sure that they meet their teams. Make sure that they meet people from outside of their team that they might uh, need to reach out to. So what I do is usually I'll uh, book some time with different people that I think would be interesting for my new team member to meet. Um, so oftentimes like product managers, uh, other designers that work like maybe in the same office or if you're remote, uh, other designers that are, can be anywhere in the company, um, like some people in support, people in engineering, like give, give them like a good sample size of people that they will at least know their names and they'll have a conversation with. Um, mm-hmm. cause once they have that, then it's like this support network that is just there for them that they can use whenever they need that. Um, I think second is, um, a lot of like the office mumbo jumbo, <laughs> um, and it doesn't have to refer to like the actual office, but just, okay, how do we say I need to like 
expense something like how do i do that or mm-hmm. um how do i get in in the morning like what time do people get in what is are the expectations around um like when should i be at work and when should i not like setting up a lot of these things that are like kind of boring but just things that you should know um so usually what i do is uh for that is i've like created a document over the years with a bunch of points And what I'll do is rather than go through every single thing, like on their first or second day, which can be like quite daunting, is kind of sprinkle it out (laughs) over the course of multiple days. Um, So and I'll usually like get to it in person with them, have like conversations. It's a great way to like start kind of building that rapport. Like for me, as a as a lead, I do not mind if people like tap me on the shoulder at any point if i'm uh, if i'm at my desk you can 100 like pull me aside and ask me questions like for me that's completely fine for some people that's not um so like you need to set those expectations clearly but for me it's like if i'm here use me like talk like <laughs> ask me questions any anything like that so i'm kind of like setting that up with that person at that point um so uh we'll talk about a few of these points uh i'll try to also find them like some small task or small project that they can get to work on um in a relatively short amount of time uh and usually that's not necessarily going to be something that is a feature that's going to like launch or anything like that but um i i want to like give them something that they can own and work on and feel like they're being productive during that time because that's something that a lot of people feel is okay i'm learning so much but i'm not contributing yet and i feel like i'm not i'm not like being productive which like in reality building context is the thing that you should spend the majority of your time on like that is over the long run the most productive thing to do um but having this kind of thing to like to work on feels so much better and is also a way for me that I can use your your fresh perspective, your fresh take. Like I I so want and crave that as someone who's been at Shopify for like five years. Um, it's like I want to see the perspective of someone from the outside. How do they feel about our product? How do, what could be better? Um, so it's kind of a win win situation. So one of the things that I always make people um, kind of work on in their first week on my team, I work on checkout. Um, I get them. I like print the all the different steps of checkout um and i get them to do some research on other checkout experiences that they might have used in the past do this like do the same thing that i did so like print all the different steps highlight the interesting parts of each of the flows as well as our own um and then point out the flaws in our checkout process like things that could be improved things that could be better uh and it's a very interesting exercise uh, because it does two things. Well, one, it gives me kind of their outside perspective. And sometimes people are b- going to be bringing up new checkout experiences that I've never seen before. Um, like, especially when we have people that are coming in from like somewhere else uh, in the world. It's always interesting to see like kind of differences there. Um, different people also have very different things that they pick up on. So for me as a lead, um and or a mentor or something like that it's it starts to like give you a hint at how does this person think 
And hopefully you already know some of that from the interview. Uh, but it helps kind of like cement that of like, okay, this is how this this person thinks about these kind of design problems. Uh, and so you can see like what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are or things to work on are. Um, so you see that right off the bat. Um, it's like a fairly low effort uh, exercise. It's something that's just fun. Like you get like images, you print stuff out, you like have post-its, Sharpies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the second th thing that it does which for me is like one of the most important is it um, gives people the permission to question like what's there already. Because um, I never want someone to like look at what's there and treat it as gospel, as if it's like, this is perfect. And like whenever we're making changes, we'll make sure to like not change what's there. I do not want that. I want people to actively question what's there and make sure that it's the best and improve it. And um, doing that in your first week, I think like really helps kind of you understand, okay, things that are there are not perfect, but like we all strive to make them better. Uh, and it's a good starting point for a discussion about um, the general product and like what the person's interests are and like what we're uh, doing. It forces the person to ask questions about the product um, that they might not be aware of. Um, so I think it's a very fun kind of onboarding uh, exercise. Um, the next kind of piece and like you can interrupt me if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Maybe I can. Uh, yeah. Cause I was something sure, to like, all this. Um, that's something something we we do at Netlify, uh kind of a recent recent effort but um it's been very positive so far is we built this like mini site it's basically a form in where we ask people like that just as they join or actually because it's a new site we did this retroactively so we we asked everyone that's already on the team to to fill this in, and uh, it's just a basic thing. It's like introductions, right? So you 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 let us know your name and um, you know your favorite pronouns because if you want to be treated as a he a he or a she or whatever, right. um, like what what's your favorite browser? Uh, if you have <laughs> you know Twitter links and something, what's your favorite place? Uh, which team are you joining? Like, do you want to share something interesting about you or not? Do you have pets or not? It's like so, some silly but personal but like not that personal questions right just right. to get to know a little bit of the person not really the like the the employee the, like the, it, it's not relative to your skill set or whatever it's just about you the person um and then of course this is we have a dedicated uh slack channel so every every time someone else someone new um enters or fills this form we get a little notification and we can like get to know this person a little bit better um we also just really uh, urge uh, new employees to set up, uh, like go through our calendars and set up one-on-ones with everyone that they want to, you know, get to know a little bit better. Uh, of course, as the team grows, it becomes a little bit like it's not sustainable to, you know, have one-on-ones with every single one, um, especially as we are hiring more and more. Um, like we had like three people last week training and like that would be, well, no, math. A yeah, lot of hours. A lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so that is important as well. And, and yeah, like you said, it's it's 
what you have to focus the most on the first couple of weeks, the first month even, is like the person and get to know how we work, what tools we use, how we like to, you know, how do we get feedback and ask for feedback, um, how do we communicate, all that good stuff. Um, if you're remote, something that we, of course, this is not something you can do for every single hire, but if you can, and by the way, it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, but if you can, like the reason why I'm going to San Francisco uh, next week is because I want to, I want to, you know, I want to meet in person this new hire so we can like, you know, create some bonds and like really get to know the person since we're going to be working remotely uh, most of the time. Um, just like to really know the person so we can, you know, it, it, working remotely is great, but if you can actually meet the person in real life, um, as we can attest, Kevin, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it makes a difference. So it's really important, really special. So, right. Um, so another thing to talk about um, is like just stuff around your design process. Like, how does that work? What kind of feedback things you have in place? What kind of like design activities do you do? Um, we do uh, fresh eyes, which is like our weekly feedback um, that you get from your peers. But we also have like slightly more formal design reviews um, with various stakeholders. Um, we have UX roundtable, which is like a kind of get together every week. Um, all that kind of stuff, like talking about mm -hmm. okay, what is the life cycle of a project? To like just so they get an idea of um, sort of. You know how how do things work here? Um, I'm I'm really nervous about this. Is like in the grand scheme, of things is not a, important at all. But like the little details of what about the sketch files and all that? Like what about all the symbols that I've been building uh, with this very intricate, complex system <laughs> of mm. symbols and nested symbols? How are we gonna like onboard all of that stuff? How am I going to? you know, translate all that knowledge that right now only I have to new hires, like, and, and get to know uh, how to work with abstract and all that good stuff. I don't know. I just right. assume, like, as Shopify is so big, it has to be kind of messy. <laughs> <laughs> like, the sketch files and, and stuff and, like, you know, the style guide and all that crap. Actually, it's not that bad, uh, especially with Polaris, because it's it's documented properly like and publicly um like everything is just like kind of described and all the sketch files are like super well kind of like um the version controlled and abstract and all that kind of stuff so that typically tends to be not that bad um mm -hmm. but you know there's always a lot of things that slip through the cracks and i think like when you do that for the first few times, you realize, oh, wow, there's a lot of information that just sits in my brain. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm worried about. And but it's but it's fine. Right. Like that's that's the process of um, like starting to build a team. It's realizing, OK, here's all the information that only I have. Let me like dump them somewhere that is more easily accessible by a large amount of people. So if you have like you find that there's a specific way that you work with symbols, then maybe you like write a Google Doc and like, okay, this is how we write with symbols. And that way, like 
the the next time you have another employee that joins, well, you already have that, so you can just send it to them rather than like kind of reworking through that all the time. Um, so it's like I I'd say like you refine it every time you kind of go through that process. Another thing that I always tell people when I onboard them uh, is I kind of give them a an overview of the past projects that we've done as a team. So they kind of have that historical context and a bit of the learnings from each of the projects. So they kind of like get to understand like, oh, we like went from this to that, then then did this and we learned this here in this project and we have applied this learning in this new project when we did that. Um, so they can kind of see sort of the progression of where we've been so that they know where we're going. Um, and then finally, I think I'm like skipping a lot of things. Like I'm not addressing all the HR stuff that just like, kind of doesn't <laughs> right. really happen on my level. Um, right. but there's, uh, then there's like introduction to like the broader company, <laughs> um, which is like, can be a bit tougher. Like as you have a bigger team, you want people not just to know like the UX team or their direct product team. We also want to get them to like connect with the rest of the the office and the company. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing that we do was some actually something that was created over Hack Days. Uh, and it's called Sidekick. Uh, and basically what it does is it pairs people up uh, for lunch on Fridays. So you can sign up. You could say, yep, I want to meet someone new every week. So basically what it'll do is it'll send you an email and say like, hey, like this week you'll be meeting with so-and-so. Uh, and then that p- person gets the same thing. Uh, and so people then meet up for lunch. So it's a good way to kind of get to know random people from the office. And it's sort of a way that makes it a bit less awkward sometimes. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to like get to know someone a bit better. Um, so I think this is like a cool, really cool part of onboarding, although it's like ongoing, like I'm still doing it today. Um, but I still feel like as either new people are onboarding and then if I would be onboarding, like having that is, is just like a fun thing and like makes the company feel smaller uh, and gives you even more context. That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah. Um, so you're going to be onboarding someone soon. So yes. uh, best of luck with that. And maybe you'll let Thank us you. know how that goes. I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, I still can't say who the person is. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, well, by the time this show comes out, it'll probably, I'll probably tweet it about it. Anyway, so yeah, looking, looking forward to that. Um, and thank you. Thank you for, the, for all this hot takes. Um, and like, because just all this experience is very valuable. To me and hopefully to our listeners as well. Um, if anyone has anything else that, uh, and by anyone I mean you, listeners, breaking the fourth wall. What? Um, <laughs> if you if you have any like tips, uh, advice, uh, you know, just from experience and stuff that you've learned, anyone to share with us, I could really use that. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and uh, I bet everyone else uh, could also use that. So feel free to, to, to drop a line on uh, spectrum or tweet at us. We'll make sure to retweet those. Um, that'd be great.
recommendations. All right, I uh, I can go first. Uh, I, this is a nerdier uh, recommendation than usual for me. Um, but uh, maybe it's kind of relevant for the... Um, oh, damn it. What's the official name? The Layout Redesign Your Website Day trademark. Um, so... I, for my website, when I was uh, coding it up, I wanted to do as vanilla as I can, like this is very simple HTML, you know, CSS and JavaScript. Uh, <laughs> like I don't need any, because uh, this is just a single, you know, a one page thing. So uh, I didn't want to get into any static side generators or anything like that. Um, but I can't live without some browser like reload and um, live reload stuff. And I still can't, I still can't write vanilla CSS. Um, mm-hmm. We've been CSS using post missing CSS. one thing. It's missing nesting. one thing. N- well, nesting and variables. Okay, it's missing two things. <laughs> nesting and variables? Uh, variables it has, um, uh. kind of. Um, but yeah, like dealing with uh, media queries in normal CSS is just terrible. Um. Hmm. So yeah. That yeah. The nesting is what kills me. Like that. I just. I don't know how to write. <laughs> well, I do, but it's like it's it's horrible. Yeah. Um. So I always, you know, I always find myself in that that place in where like, well, I need some kind of you know post processing type of thing, and uh, I I use way back in the past. I used. Um, code kit i think that was the first time the first thing i used yeah uh, just like it's just like a local mac app that will do all the processing for you uh and also create like a, a server a local server and stuff um but then another file like then we've, we've been using webpack which is very no, well known and very well supported and stuff uh but for this i took it as an opportunity to try out this uh, new thing called parcel 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 js parcel um Parcel, 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 parcel. I think it's called the Pixel Mentor. Yeah, Pixel Mentor. <laughs> or oh, you know what? The new version of that is Memoji. Memoji. <laughs> oh my God. Damn it! Drives me insane. It's me, yeah. me, emoji, me, emoji. <laughs> Memoji. My God. <laughs> so this Memoji JS or Pixel Mentor parcel. By the way, no one gets all these reference. God damn it! No, I'm sure someone does. Someone well, Thomas Pritchard will get it. Hi, yeah, Thomas. Someone's gonna get um, it. So, anywho, Parcel JS is this very lightweight, uh, you know, application bundler, which you just have to install. It. You can use npm or yarn. And uh, <laughs> the good thing is, like, the setup is so easy. You just point it at the index.html file, uh, and it will automatically detect if you're using like a SAS, if you're linking to a SAS file or a less or whatever. If you're using any kind of like a Oh man, I have to check what it supports. I'm gonna say it supports pretty much anything that you want to throw at it. Um, so I just, I just, I for my website, I just needed some some kind of post processing. Um, so it will do all that and it will create a server for you, all the live reloading stuff, and uh, it was great and it's very, very, very fast. So I recommend that. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. What about yours? All right, my recommendation this week, uh, if you've been following along on Twitter, um, I have been looking for a bag um, to use as kind of a weekender bag. Um, Like, you know, when you go away for like a day or two kind of thing. Mm. Um, 
And I felt like so many of the bags that I had and that I saw were just too big. Um, and another use case is like sometimes I need to bring like some gym clothes to the office because um, we do like yoga and stuff like that. Um, and I just didn't really want like a huge bag for that stuff, but I wanted something. Um, so I did a bunch of research and couldn't find anything until I stumbled onto this bag. Um, so it is the Reigns unisex zip bag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should look at, at some pictures of it. It looks nicer than the, the name <laughs> makes it sound like. <laughs> um, but this is a great like looking bag. It has this like really cool sort of, I don't know, like rubbery texture. It's like kind of a raincoat texture. So it's not leather. It's not leather. No um if it was letter it would, it would be super expensive so um it's like about a hundred bucks um and it's really nice and the size is perfect so if you're looking for something that's not too big that's all black because i mean you know you want all black that's for sure uh, <laughs> uh this is a great bag uh really like it um so check it out cool Cool. <laughs> Sorry. I got distracted looking at the bag. Yeah. We're um, taking a lot of pauses here. When I say pauses, um, what's your blog? <laughs> I miss it so much. Uh, me too. Uh, okay. Well, that was it for the show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so at uh, spectrum.chat. That's the thing that our friends are building, and we have all of our episodes in the community right there. Um, or you can also reach out to us on Twitter. We are at layoutfm. I am at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find the uh, show notes and all the links that we, for stuff we mentioned uh, on our website. Uh, that is layout.fm. And uh, lastly, this uh, show is part of SpecFM Network. So you know the lingo if you're looking for more stuff to listen to more podcasts uh you can do so by visiting them uh on uh, the webs uh, on the website which is spec.fm and uh that's it that was a very don't forget outro. to join us redesign your website it's time yes <laughs> we'll probably come up with a with a hashtag but uh you will find links to join that thing Probably when the show comes out, we'll we'll set up a spectrum thing. Follow us on Twitter. Yep. That's probably the best way to reach like updates, to to reach to to get the updates when when they come in. So uh, yeah, yeah, cool. So Westworld, episode nine, vanishing point. There's only one episode left after this one. So the episode before the season finale. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> that was a good episode.
I was shocked. You were shocked? Throughout. I was like, yes. Why? Um, there were a couple of scenes that I was like, yeah, shocked, I think, is, a, is appropriate. Um, so a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, like, major development in all the storylines. <laughs> we, I think... Unlike the, last week? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll give you that. I still think it's a great episode. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, I'm trying to get, a, like, a, a recap picture post here somewhere. Link me if you find it. Uh, but uh, I think the, the, the biggest focus of this episode was William and a whole backstory with... Um, William's uh, wife, which I forget the name, Juliet, and um, and also the relationship with with the daughter, which I also forget the name, mm-hmm. uh, um. Emily, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, which was it was great. The acting on this episode was impressive, like impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, we so the scene that really shocked me was the whole thing about. Like the whole scene when William pretty much murders everyone, including his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. Ah, it was chilling. That was because. So I want to. I want to ask you this, Kevin. In that scene, um, at any point, did you think that Emily was a host? No, never. Me neither. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Because I think I think the show was like. They didn't want to, they were not like, you know, misleading us, you know, leading us to believe that she was a host, but they also didn't really want to like make sure that it was confirmed. Like we never, you know, there was always reasonable doubt if whether she was a host or not. Yeah. Um, it seemed like it didn't add up. Like, like all his arguments for her being a host seemed like not that strong, and especially like the way that like we saw her on her own and she seemed mm-hmm. At least to me, it seemed like she wasn't on the loop. <laughs> right. Like she, like, it, she was not like in a, any kind of storyline whatsoever. So it's like, it wouldn't really make sense for her to be a host. I guess from Will- William's perspective, then she would have been placed like directly from him for him. What? Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is good on Reddit. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Man, it, but it's, it's such a tragic, and like for for that family in general, <laughs> right? Like this season, this isn't especially. Uh, like, I still wanted to believe that somehow, maybe, Man in Black was a good person, <laughs> and it was just like you know, it was uh, you know what happened to him and what he, he's seen a lot and he knows a lot, and it just became this you know cold old man whatever uh but like <laughs> this season was pretty it's pretty clear that he's a bad person <laughs> he's not a really good he's not a good person right at all uh i mean and and bec- what i mean I, I don't even think though that it, that it matters here that it's like he he feels like he's doing the right thing because he wants to finish that game for some reason but i like i don't think he would have shot her if he had thought that she was a real person it's just like his perspective is so warped from being in there that he can't even 
see the difference. Um, yeah, that's what makes it so tragic. Yeah, he, he's and, and looking back, I mean, uh, the Reddit army uh, made sure that you know they got this um, they got this right. But like throughout the whole season, and even in some places on season one, like <laughs> we've seen William ask everyone, like, "Are you Ford? Are you Ford?" Like mm, he's yeah. he <laughs> he's paranoid about the fact that nothing is real. And Ford is like this is just a game, um, which, by the way, like sure Emily was not a host, uh, sure like all of this was not Ford's doing, or was it? Uh, <laughs> but the fact is, on this episode, Ford at a, at some point uh, said like, no, there's still one last game he wants to play. Yeah. Now that game could be very well the maze from season one. Mm-hmm. Because that interaction between those two characters was prior to the events of season one, so maybe that was it. Um, no, but it seems like Ford's not retired yet. Like he has a plan and something he wants to accomplish. For William, do you think? Yeah, it's well, unclear whether yeah, or not this that's season, for William. Because this season starts with like, oh, the maze was not for you, but now there's a thing for you. Now there's a an actual game for you. At the at the beginning of this season, right? That was this yeah. thing. Well, could with it be the, that with this young new game is not for him either? Host. That there there just is a new game. You know what well, I mean? but I think Ford said this one is for you. Okay, at some point, right? Uh, maybe. Basically, I think that the game is like you have to find the door or whatever. Something like that. I don't recall. Yeah, I'm but not sure like that. either. I'm a little fuzzy on the details. Um, but anyways. Yeah. Um so killed his daughter. <laughs> good job. Killed his daughter. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed by that though because I thought that she was a good character and I felt like maybe we would have learned some new things through her which just seemed like maybe we won't. <laughs> I mean now we maybe definitely we won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always flashbacks uh, yeah, that's true. but sure. Um like if William was already a broken person you know as a character like william was broken already we just mentioned paranoid unable to differentiate what's real or not um completely like i feel like william's life in the real world was already a complete mess and he was coming to the park like as an escape but really it it was not an escape it was where he felt like he belonged he belonged Mm -hmm. in this world not in the real world Mm -hmm. um so he was already damaged and broken as a person, as a character. But now, like, I am really, really curious to see where are they going to take him as mm-hmm. a character. Because, um, by the way, at Elms, like, as an actor, they can get anything out, of, you know, anything from him that they need. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But, like, sure, at the end, we even see him, like, contemplating or, you know, contemplating suicide he points the gun at his head uh but he eventually decides not to do it um which by the way parallels in this episode three major characters pointing the gun at their head well actually four <laughs> four main characters pointing the gun at their own head only one actually uh went through hmm. more on that later um but so anyway i'm really curious to see how this character is gonna react and behave on next week's episode like how damaged is he how broken is he did that change him or is it just like collateral damage but like he's still dead set on uh, finishing the game 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Bernard? Let's do it. Uh, Bernard, I think, is, is it was the least interesting part of all the main storylines. Um, so what happened with Bernard? He decided to leave Elsie behind. Uh, he decided to uh, delete all of the code, the, the Ford code. Um, so he like patched himself up. That's his words. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, I had a bug. <laughs> um, it was it was just um, the one thing I want to point out is um, in that scene when he is like fighting against Ford or against his own head. Um, we see a very strong reaction from the actor from the character. He's like, get out of my head. Yeah, that was, oh, like, that was, really that was like so out of character, like, but but on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was striking. Like, oh my God, I've never seen Bernard this way. Like, yeah. This He's is, like finally coming on his own, you know? Right. Or is he? <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it, I'm it men seemed, in black now as a viewer. Like, no, this is Ford. Like, Are you Ford? Is I, this Ford? <laughs> right. Part of me felt like it was too easy. Like, how the heck is like Bernard like just able to remove Ford from his his brain? <laughs> he just like, did like a search and replace. Yeah, like search for Ford yeah, and delete. Like boop, delete. Like you're gone. It's like d- does anyone like seriously believe that? Like I don't think so. I feel like Ford nah. isn't there. Like in the next shot, like when they turn around, because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be there. Like he he's right. like pretended pretending that he's not there anymore. Hey, it's tricking Bernard. Yeah, but I like. At least for me, I feel like you're not fooling anyone here. <laughs> I know what's going on. Um, this. Do you think this is the last we've seen of Elsie? Hmm. Good question. I feel like Elsie Elsie is a character that can kind of go away and then just come back. <laughs> I mean, that literally happened, right? <laughs> that literally happened once, and I feel like it could happen again. Like but Elsie, I just I like that character Elsie, so much. Elsie is just She's like a not survivor. Utilized. And she's gonna figure things out, and even if she's on her own, she'll survive. Um, mm-hmm. But if they did want to kill her off, then that would be a good, <laughs> good place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm like scrolling through this. Um, I'm not. Send me a link. Huh? Oh, okay. Send me a link. I wonder if it's like in actual real order, but. Um, We'll just go with it. Uh, so then we have the conversation, or not really a conversation, it's more of a monologue by Anthony Hopkins um, saying how Maeve is his favorite creation, which... Right. Yes. That's Maeve is also my favorite. Yes. <laughs> yes. You had some validation there. Finally. Um, like, I feel like the show placed so much focus on Dolores, and I've never really been into Dolores that much as a character um and I don't know it was just really cool to see that character uh, that Ford's favorite uh host was Maeve and I was just like yes like let's let's bring Maeve back um so it's cool that like she they're just like not letting go of her that like she'll be coming back um and it's also interesting how Dolores is Bernard or Arnold's favorite um right and then mave is ford's favorite so there's kind of like these two uh favorite children kind of thing right. going on and uh by the way i don't know if you've seen this in reddit but um you remember the scene 
a flashback scene and where they're running a diagnosis on diagnostics on Teddy and uh, like all the hosts are naked in their room. And when Teddy sees, when he wakes up for the first time and sees Dolores, remember that scene? Yeah. So in that scene, if you, if you pay close attention, you can see on the other side of the glass, you can see young Ford and you can see on the reflection in the glass, you can see Maeve. Oh, so wow. Maeve was there <laughs> okay. with Ford okay, as well. Intense. So it's like, I can't really think of like how important this can be. Not very, but it's just an interesting thing. Like Maeve was also there as like Ford's host, favorite host. <laughs> right, right. Um, oh, there's also that scene with uh, Clementine where they like sort of mm. reverse engineer Maeve's code and right. implanted in her. I got it. I gotta be honest, Kevin. Uh, I know you like really like Maves. I'm not excited about Mave right now. Like I can't see. <sighs> They're gonna patch her up. She she'll be back. She'll be back. Who who is gonna patch her up? Because <laughs> sure. like th- even the techs. So they figured out what Mave was doing, like the tech that she was using. They were able to get that code and basically upload it in other hosts to replicate that, and that's Clementine. Mm-hmm. What, what they did to Clementine. And um, uh, they even say they even said like, "Oh, maybe yeah, we don't need her. Like we 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 already have what we need from her. It's fine. We don't we don't need her." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that like Ford was able to communicate with her and basically give her like a pep talk and like, uh, "You go, girl. Uh, you can do it." Uh, <laughs> but like, even if she can patch herself up and get out of there. She's already so far behind everyone else because mm-hmm. everyone else is either at the Valley Beyond or, you know, on a in a buggy, like a very high speed buggy mm-hmm. on its way there. So they're close. So is she gonna try to catch up? Like I I'm not excited about Maeve's future as a character. Like what is she gonna do? There's, gonna there's be awesome. always gonna be next season. I just I just oh. need her to survive. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't need to be involved in the finale here. Um but yeah, I want her to do more stuff in the future um yeah but i so i want to talk about clementine for a while um so they reverse engineer the code from mave and then implant it in clementine uh and they sort of use her as like a virus basically they they like put the code in her and have her issue a command to all the other hosts to basically kill each other right that fair Sure. She like puts her hand on the glass, and then all the the hosts right. kill themselves. So it, it's the same code that Maeve used, like right. in the samurai world, for example. So there is this thing that Westworld does sometimes that I really dislike, and I I sort of label it as code as magic. <laughs> um. Because, like, if you think about it for two seconds, doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like, if you can't, like, like, there's nothing, like, special in, like, a host that makes them, like, the entry point for controlling other hosts. Like, if you have access to the code that Maeve was able to run, like, you can run it, like, from any other device that you have you don't need to run it through another host like they just seem sometimes to make these decisions that is like oh like we'll give her these magic powers and it's like 
No, that's not how it works. Well, it's like it's like that would be the least efficient way to do anything. No. All right, you know what? I don't agree here. This is like when they discover these new abilities. It's like it's like they oh, we found out that this host is using this private API, that, you know, send But you can send, use the, kill everyone use message the private API through from your computer. AirPlay. No, not really. Like if I want to test a camera app on my iPhone, I need to test an on device. I can't use the simulator for that. Doesn't even have the chip the No, chips for no, that. no, no, no. What do you mean <laughs> you no? You open yes. the terminal on your Mac. Like it's it's like more like a terminal thing. Like push a thing to the server and control No, the if I want to use the Bluetooth an API like, for the Bluetooth so, okay, on my phone. For example, like if it was doing something on Clementine, then do it on Clementine. But if your like your goal is like have the hosts kill each other, then do it right from the source. No, 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 no. Like no, connect no, no. to these hosts. They had directly. to use they had to use the host is the So you're like, gonna tell me that emitter. the hosts can communicate with each other, but none of the technology that they have in this entire thing, which includes the ability to like fully replicate someone's like entire being <laughs> And they don't have a way to connect to multiple hosts at a time in like a reasonable distance. I think it's hardware. Like I just find the host, that the so hosts have a dedicated hardware thing. To me, <laughs> and it's also like the same thing. Same thing with Ford. That I feel like there's a lot of hand waving, and I don't know. Maybe you can't Literally explain everything. Hand waving, but like so much hand waving of like, oh, Ford has now become code. It's like, no, that's not how it works. That is not how it works. Like, you, you, you can't just, like, turn a human being into code. Like, that code has to be written somehow, somewhere. Um, and there's no, like, translation back and forth between, like, human to code, code to human, and, like, being in the server farm and then, like, now migrating over. Like, I find that just, like, way too magical to me when... If you're if you're actually gonna make it magic, then make it magic. But if you're gonna sit at its code, then I feel like you have to have more rules in place. Um, and maybe it speaks to like the people who write this show are probably not programmers. Um, so they shouldn't be. So for so it's I, like for them, it, it is a little bit magic. But for anyone who knows anything about programming, is like yeah, not really. I'm not. Do hang up on those things, nor I do think it's as bad as you think. I don't know. It's it's not a huge thing. It's just like a minor annoyance that they keep they and they, but they keep doing that like over and over. And it's just like mm. speaking of magic, the hats. That's how they scan the guests. Yeah. <laughs> this feels, okay. This also feels so stupid to me. <laughs> Oh, well, I have this idea. Okay. We'll have them put I on a hat. <laughs> really? <laughs> what about the Shogun world? They don't have hats. Yeah, well, I don't know. That well, maybe it's anyway. in the the face paint. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, uh well, <laughs> Lastly, we discover, well, not lastly, you still have Dolores and Teddy, but we discover that in this Valley Beyond is basically a huge server farm mm. uh, in where they are storing every single guest's uh, scans, um, like conscience, whatever, right. uh, backups, if you right. will. Um, so 
yeah, that's that's the sense. I, just like the Cradle was this server to host all of the hosts' right. um, uh, backups. The this Forge. the Valley Beyond. The what? No, so I think the Forge is where the people are the stored, forge. and the Forge is in the Valley Beyond. Right. So, but just like it's analogous to just like the Cradle was for the hosts. Right. Uh, the Forge is for the guests. Yes. But it's very similar. Yes. Uh, concepts. And so, so why do they want to destroy it, really? Because um, cause Dolores wanted to destroy the cradle so they can be free, right? Yeah. Um, but why does Dolores want to destroy the cradle as well? Yeah. Well, the, um, the forge. I'm not sure either. She, she says something like she wants to use it against them somehow. Right, yeah, yeah. She keeps saying it's a weapon. Yeah, and other people are like, yeah. no, 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 it's a door. Right. And she's like, no, it's a weapon. <laughs> right. So he, either Dolores is wrong, which could happen, um, mm-hmm. or like I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it connects. Like, because I was thinking maybe Dolores wants to build an army of new hosts based off of these like real human beings, um, but it seems unlikely given what we've seen of the future. Like it seems like the way that they're going to do it is flood it, right? So yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure in that sense. Like, how is it a weapon? So I don't know. I yeah, guess I that's know. a mystery for. Well, maybe. Next she, week. Yeah. Also, um, I'm not sure if they store uh, bodies, physical bodies. Yeah, I don't think so. But remember that the when they are retrieving the bodies from the like flooded place. Mm-hmm in the most recent timeline um they say like like a third of them are like Empty. new they haven't been used mm-hmm. like um, yeah so i wonder if those are like just like spare bodies that were that were in the forge when they flooded the place not sure maybe um all right so la- last uh, uh plot thread line whatever <laughs> is a uh, teddy, teddy and dolores <sighs> yeah so uh so, teddy is like a badass for two episodes <laughs> um but then even even uh dolores changing his code doesn't change who he truly is um she's his cornerstone but it seems like weakness is his cornerstone uh <laughs> he See, lets I... he lets the uh ghost nation guy uh go away um mm-hmm. i think that's when Teddy uh, got woke. Right. Like he arrives to conscience, consciousness, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's when he was woke because he went against his programming. Because before, when he left, when he left all the Confederados peeps go, um, you know, disobeying direct orders from Dolores, mm-hmm. that was like part of his programming because that's what the character, his character was like, right? right? He wouldn't, he wouldn't shoot like, cold blood all those people so he let them go and Dolores was like nah 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 you didn't I'm gonna change all of your programming to make sure this doesn't happen and, and, and you obey all of my orders and uh, on this episode Teddy let, let this one uh, go session uh, dude go um, and that's when he was like woke like no 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 I just completely um, went against my coding and so was because of that like he was woke but he's still you know as we've seen with all these other woke uh, hosts 
it doesn't mean that he disregards who he was or how he's written, just like Dolores misses his dad and uh, loves his dad and loves Teddy, just right. like Maeve, when she was woke, Maeve really loves the, uh, her daughter and that's all that matters to him. Teddy, when he was woke, guess what? He's still very much in love with Dolores. Uh, he's still very, uh, like, would, would do anything for her, but this, like, he mm. can't allow... Right himself to go um with this plan of dolores and uh, of course he couldn't hurt her like that's not who he is he could never do that so the only thing he could do is to kill himself so like to not you know yeah <laughs> yeah um it was it so was kind of do, do you think powerful. we're we're done with teddy like that he's he's gone that's it well here's the thing we know for a fact like we see that, him like his body yeah but. we see him yeah you know drowned um here's three possible explanations as to why we see him one very unlikely i mean they're all kind of likely to be honest but one dolores uh dragged his body for some reason with her to this to the valley beyond um uh, second, there's a spare Teddy body uh, in the Valley Beyond, mm. like empty shell. Um, or three, the like the flooded area was just so large that eventually you know got to where Teddy is because right. I feel like they're not that far off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like three things I can think of right now. Right. Either like all of them are not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never cared that much about Teddy. He seemed like mm-hmm. kind of a meh character. So. Well, this was when I liked him the most was this episode. Right. Yeah, I think like this episode and not episode before, the one before that. Like ever since uh Dolores changed his programming was when he became more interesting, I think. Um and not necessarily because like the fact that he's a bad guy is more interesting but just because there's any sort of progression on the character which like we haven't seen other than that um so yeah it's kind of like interesting to see his arc um sort of come full circle here um yeah and now dolores is kind of on her own that's true we'll see how that goes dolores lost uh her father lost teddy she really is on her own uh, I don't know. Again, just like William, I don't know how that will impact her character, mm-hmm. how that affects her character. Um, so in the beginning, uh, I mentioned that we had four major characters point a gun to their head. Um, that was William. He didn't, you know, he didn't shoot, pull the trigger. Uh, we saw Bernard as well. He didn't pull the trigger. Uh, and uh, we also saw Dolores. She didn't pull the trigger, but then uh, Teddy mm. uh, did. Um, did you see the uh, on the next episode preview? I did not. Should I watch <gasps> it now? Because on my version of HBO, we don't have those previews. Uh, Why? We don't That's have weird. the recaps either. So <gasps> The recaps lately have been so good. So like artsy. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, okay, let me try to see if I can find that. Whoa! Holy shit, that's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so there's a lot there's a lot. and by the way if you haven't for people listening if you haven't seen this probably don't uh but anyway we're gonna spoil that as well um you know what? I have a I have a hot take on that. <laughs> I'd say do do watch it. <laughs> I think okay. I think these things are so artfully done. Um, it's I I yeah I love how they are able to like piece a thing together in a way that like kind of adds up to something, but it also raises a lot of questions. I find mm-hmm. unless you like go really deep on it and like are gonna pick apart every single thing. I don't think it affects your enjoyment of uh, of the next episode after that. Okay, so uh, huge spoilers. We're gonna we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, here's here's how I think it does. Uh, First, we know how Maeve uh, gets back on track. (laughs) She's saved by the crew. Um, Then we see we see Dolores hanging out with Bernard or Arnold. And uh, we see them in a simulation, so in the cradle or the forge or whatever. And uh, we also see them with uh, Logan. We also see so, two versions of Dolores, right? Right. Yeah, because she's time. in the cradle. Like the, the present time Dolores, she goes in the cradle or the forge. And she sees herself there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we see a lot of Logan. So yeah. that... I just wonder if that is Logan on flashbacks, like, or if that is Logan because we see Logan in the aspect ratio of the simulation. So that is could be the the human backup of Logan, hmm. right in the cradle. So that's a lot to take in. <laughs> we see, and like the 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 main thing I think is I send you this picture. Have you seen that ripple in the? environment like in the landscape yeah so i don't know what to think of this mm-hmm. it, it, it 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 looks a lot like moises like the biblical figure like leading their people and you know like separating the the sea right <laughs> into two you know that that right but that Bible. extends up all the way up to the sky i think that is the door i think right. that is like a ripple to get out of the park yeah uh, yeah, and, I would uh, agree that's with that. where they're leading the people. Um, so, anywho, this I'm very, very excited about this. That's gonna be so good. Um, so, yeah. So, what else? Can't wait. We also see uh, Daddy Delos again. We do. Yeah, we do. It's kind of interesting. Interesting show. We see him in simulation, right? Yeah. In the so he's in the forge as well. Yeah, so it's like everyone is in the forge. Huh. We also see Dolores and Bernard in like that little room that Daddy Delos is in. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Man, we see so Charlotte looking at like a nude figure, but I think that's her, like a host version of her. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Well, I'm trying Tell to like look through the images to see it again. Uh, send you a post a picture which that if that is what i think it is which i think is charlotte hale looking at a host version of her yeah it looks like her for sure um but the aspect ratio is not the simulation one so Hmm. that kind of proves that they do store uh like physical hosts versions there 
Ah, uh, okay, right. Right. Or at least I have some of them as right. like a full-on bodied host. <laughs> um, so anyway. This right, is this very is, interesting. I'm right. really looking forward to this one. Can't wait for next week. Yeah. I guess it's this week. <laughs> so uh, that's it, dude. Just kidding. I'm really excited about this, and I can't wait for it uh, next week. Yes. And that's a good way to end it. Me too. All right. Cool. Talk to you next week. All right, dude. Bye. Bye.